Football is back and right now Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members it's the world's favourite online betting company. We've got wall-to-wall Premier League football with games being played nearly every day and with Bet365 Bet Builder you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personal bets. And if you can't watch the games live with Bet365's Match Lives feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Molyneux View podcast with me, Jackie Oatley, and your Wolverhampton Wanderers overlord for The Athletic, Tim Spears. Hi, Tim. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the best you're going to get out of me. Yeah, exactly. That is that is about as much as you're going to say, isn't it? We're recording this on Wednesday night, straight after Sheffield United won Wolverhampton Wanderers nil back-to-back league defeats for Wolves after three wins on the bounce following the restart. You can read further analysis from Tim. You may wish to do so if you go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash Wolves pod for a special discount. Now, Tim, where do we start with this? We've gone from nine points from a possible nine to nine points from a possible 15. What happened at Bramall Lane from a Wolves perspective? So frustrating, wasn't it? It was so frustrating. I kept looking at my phone and you'd send me a barrage of messages. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I try not to look at my phone during a match because obviously you're watching it and trying to analyse it and, and tweet. Um, and your name just kept popping up. I think there were 12 messages in that second half. Um, which, kind of, which kind of just summed Mostly up. Mostly just letters after another, weren't they? Yeah, totally. One capital which, letter after another. Which summed up how we were both feeling and how all the Wolves fans were feeling after. I felt there was a lot of frustration at nil-nil, you know, how Wolves hadn't taken the game to Sheffield United and looked so um, short of creativity, as I'm short of words, in the um, in the final third. And the frustration that Nuno didn't change it. And when he did change it, he brings on Dendonka for Traore, which, you know, is, is I guess, a, a negative move in terms of numbers of attackers on the pitch. I, can see what he's, I know he's trying to change the formation and have a change of approach, but... Goodness me, you know, you leave Vinagra and Pedence on the bench, you have one shot on target for the second game in a row, and the Champions League hopes probably go up in dust, really. Let's let's be honest, in all in all uh, realism, they'd have to win the last four and hope results go their way now. So, And Sheffield United have, cu- have caught them up and they've got a fight on their hands for the Europa League. So, you know, we thought Saturday was damaging, but tonight very, very damaging indeed and, uh, and a really poor showing from Wolves. You talk about second game in a row with one shot on target. At least the first one was against Arsenal within 20 seconds when Traore was clean through and, and the goalkeeper Martinez just managed to get there. But you know that was a proper shot on target. It was a very good chance. This one was 43 minutes into the game when Neves was really trying to cross. So he had no options and he sort of drilled it towards the near post. It was easy for the keeper Henderson. It wasn't a proper shot on target. Yes, he hit the woodwork with a fabulous free kick. But they didn't really offer a great deal, did they? No, they didn't. Um, I thought, uh, to be fair... You've got to give credit, as, as we gave credit to Arsenal at the weekend, to Sheffield United, a very organised team. I thought they're very hard to break down. They defend in big numbers, they press, they restrict to Wolves' space. But, you know, Wolves should have the quality to, to, to break down a team like that. And, you know, we, we all know where they want to go and they, they should be winning games like 
like tonight, or at least posing a threat in the final third. I mean, it, the second half was so dull. They were just offering absolutely nothing. Jota uh, really petered out for the last half an hour, but but Pedence doesn't come on. Um, I thought Vinagre would have offered some width down that left, but he doesn't come on. Traore, perhaps uh, affected a little bit by shoulder, wasn't quite on it either. You know, shoulder pops out in, what, the second minute. Um, and Jimenez looked leggy as well, and there was there was nothing from the midfield too. It was just, in the first half, you were kind of thinking, OK, fair enough, two evenly matched teams cancelling each other out. But you needed Wolves to kick on after, after that break. And I think you've got, to, you've got to point the finger at Nuno on this one. You know, he's... He's a godlike figure and a genius, and rightly so for what he's done. But I just felt Wolves are too conservative again. I mean, the main thing that comes out of that game at the end of it was, and Wolves fans are screaming this, is why on earth did Nuno not change it? Apart from bringing on Dendonka for Triore, which case, you know, change of formation, it doesn't mean Wolves were hanging on for the point at all. But in terms of Pedence, we've got so many Twitter questions asking, why buy him? Why get the clearance to bring him back from Portugal without the quarantine, etc.? Why not use him? Do you have any answers to that? Because Nuno wasn't asked that post-match, was he, for some reason? No, um, uh, I, was, I was quite keen to ask him, actually, after the match. But, I, I mean, I wasn't at the game today, so I'm here uh, on Zoom at home and um, trying to unmute myself as he left the uh, the press conference room. Um, but couldn't uh, didn't manage to get a question to him, unfortunately, and it wasn't asked at the press conference. As to, yeah, where is Pedence? Um, obviously not trusted. And obviously Nuno doesn't feel like he's ready to make an impact. Well, Nuno, by all accounts, was rather short and sweet after the game. But let's hear what he had to say. Small margins. We had... The, what a things free kick of the room so it's football it's football let's go let's go in today we are sad but tomorrow we we will react Nuno was also asked about Triori's shoulder which he appeared to dislocate after a minute and a half he did confirm that he said yes he is in pain but he's a strong boy I wonder whether that might come into his thinking Tim ahead of the Everton game I mean, he managed to continue okay. He didn't look like he was affecting him towards the end of the game. He was still running at full pelt, still getting crosses in. So it's an issue. That's the fourth time it's popped out now. Um, again, another one for the summer to-do list, right? It's another one that they need sorting. But I don't think it will stop him playing on Sunday. In that three-day summer break that they'll get, try <laughs> yeah. to have a, a shoulder operation. Cannot be judged only by this last moment. Uh, it was a tough, tough game. I think we were solid. We didn't have... Um, too much things. Sheffield is an organised team. I think we had chances that we should do better in our in our movements um, in, uh, in counter attack. A lot of moments that we should do better. So this is what we we are looking for the next game. Improve the things that we want to do. I saw Pedence have a really good game at Espanyol away. It's a long time ago now, in late February, where he contributed to both goals, looked like a lively presence going forward. And ever since then, we haven't seen him. And Wolves um, expended energy and time to get him um, available for this game. You know, he wasn't supposed to be available tonight, but because he went to Portugal last week, you know, they made an effort to get him in the squad. And they haven't, haven't used him, even though they were crying out for creativity in the final third. It's not just him. It's Vinagre we've mentioned. It's Morgan Gibbs-White, who, who's a positive attacking bright midfielder. Um, it's Leo Campana, a striker bought in January. We haven't seen a single minute from. So we haven't seen a minute from him. Since restart, we've seen one minute from Vinagra at West Ham. We've seen one minute from Pedence at home to Bournemouth. Now, I know they've obviously they've won their first three, but we've we've highlighted even before the Arsenal game that, you know, they're not hammering 20 shots away at goal every game. So 
that's an issue that needs addressing and Nuno is stubbornly ad- addressing it with his first 11 that's on the pitch and, and not making changes as he has done all season they probably I think they've hardly any teams have made a, a small amount of substitutions as Wolves this season one of my many many messages to you in the second half which didn't have too many capital letters in which you won't have seen yet um was maybe thinking that it's not so much he didn't want to bring players on but maybe he just didn't want to take certain players off because he's not going to want to take off Raul Jimenez because he's by far the top scorer with 24 goals. He's not going to take off Jota because he was much improved in this game. Yes, okay, final ball not quite right. It didn't quite happen for him, but he can score. You know he can. He probably didn't want to take off Triori because he was the, the main threat. So it's a case of which of the attacking players do you take off? And he doesn't want to take off Matinho, even though really could do with a breather because he hasn't really got a, a similar replacement. So do you think that's more the, the issue rather than not wanting to bring players on? And also he, he didn't want to go for broke, did he? I think I think nil-nil was a result that would have kept Wolves' sort of fading Champions League hopes sort of alive. Um, you know, I said before the podcast they probably need 13 points from the last 15 available. A point wouldn't have been a disastrous result. That's Nuno. That's Nuno's makeup. He's He's a conservative manager. You know, we said this earlier this week. I, I, I do disagree slightly on Jota. I thought he faded quite badly in the second half and he, he does tend to get subbed in about 70-80% of his games. But, you know, Pedenti is the one to come on or, or Vinagre at left wing forward, but Nuno just unwilling to do so. Um, I mean, it wasn't just about the changes. I, I, I thought I thought they were a bit sloppy. I thought I thought they made um, uncharacteristic mistakes for the second game in a row. You, you, you're looking at Willy Bolly again. Um, not his usual imperious self, put, putting the ball out of play, losing possession. That back pass. That back pass nearly cost him a goal in the first half. You know, lapses in concentration from him. Matinho giving the ball away quite a bit. They weren't switching the play enough. Sheffield United were very good at closing down Wolves' key attacking players with two or three defenders. And what you need in that situation is, is to quickly switch play to where there is space. But Wolves just weren't doing that. They, they were quite pedestrian. They were taking two or three touches at a time. Um, and off colour and not like them really and they haven't looked like an attacking force since the restart have they let's be honest I know they won three games but they haven't looked like an attacking force no they were efficient in the first three games and we were lauding yeah. them for that and you know absolutely and rightly and so absolutely yeah. they deserved it because they didn't want to expend too much energy if they didn't have to there's no point going for broke when you've got a lot of midweek games coming up but to not really have the reaction that we expected. I mean, Arsenal's one thing, you give them credit. And of course, you give Sheffield United credit too, because they were fantastic. And what about John Egan's desire for that header, by the way, at the end when he lost Johnny and Willie Bolly? Huge desire to get up ahead of those players to win it in the 93rd minute. Um, but we just expected more, perhaps not in the first half. We keep talking about the fact that Wolves have only led at halftime in five out of now 34 Premier League matches, we did expect that reaction. And maybe Nuno expected it because we were thinking, okay, the clock's ticking towards 60 minutes now. Well, this is where they start to play. This is where they kick in. And maybe Nuno's thinking, I don't want to take any of those attacking players off because this is when they do it. But it just never happened and those subs never came. No, you're right. And you mentioned Johnny. I thought he had a poor game. Not not just for the goal. I, I, he got beaten quite a lot down that side as well. Suspect defensively. Again, that's not like him. Um, and you didn't get any of those one-touch passive moves that, that that they really thrive on on the counter-attack, you know, linking Jota and Jimenez and Johnny and then Traore. There were a couple of those. There were a couple There were a couple. They were close. They, they, they were missing that killer pass to release someone, weren't they, in a really good space. Yeah. They, every single time, they just wasn't, it just wasn't quite happening. Do you credit Sheffield United for that? Again, I thought they defended very well, but 
you want you want more from Jota. You want more from Traore. I know he's had his shoulder knock early on, but but you do want more from him. And like I said, it's it's such a damaging defeat. You know, you, you look at the table now. Sheffield United only a point behind Wolves. Um, Spurs will go a point behind them if they win their game in hand. Arsenal only two behind. And if Man United win tomorrow, then Wolves are uh, six points from a Champions League position with four games to go. I mean, it looks it's looking incredibly unlikely now. Brilliant. Cheers for that. Thanks for that. I hope everyone stayed up to listen to this pod before they go to bed tonight to make them feel so much better about themselves. Just explain what Wolves need to do to secure at least a Europa League position. So we'll find out, we believe on Monday, whether Man City are banned from the Champions League. In which case, um, it will go down to eighth place for the Europa League. So yeah, the four FA Cup semi-finalists are Arsenal, Man City, Man United and Chelsea. So as long as Arsenal finish in sort of the top seven, if if they were to win the tournament, then the Europa League goes all the way down to eighth place. Wolves should be okay for that as if they can pick up just a couple of results in their last four games. But yeah, if Man City band as it stands, the top five will be Champions League. Sixth place will go straight into the Europa League group stages, which is where Wolves are at the moment, as will seventh. And eighth place will be the qualifiers, which start very soon after this year's Europa League final. So what constitutes a successful season now for Wolves as we sit here on Wednesday night after a second successive defeat? Where they are right now, sixth place. Sixth place, that's um that's higher than they finished last season. That's that's a step up the step up the table. Um they've played fifteen Europa League games extra this season. They've got the smallest squad in the league. Normally when teams outside the top six with massive squads go into the Europa League, you're you're talking historically in the last few years, Burnley. Swansea, Stoke, West Ham, they all drop down the table the next season because they can't handle these extra games. Wolves, complete opposite. They've thrived this season. And to finish sixth where they are now would be a fantastic achievement and would guarantee Europa League football, whatever happens with Man City, whatever happens with the FA Cup. Just going back to the Sheffield United match, when you saw the team sheet, what were you expecting, bearing in mind it was playing the three up front with Triori starting? I think he probably did it to counteract Sheffield United's system, this almost unique system that's rarely seen. Centre backs bombing formers. I mean, O'Connell was very good. Was very good tonight, and I think it was the job of Traore and Jota to stop that. Personally, and you know, I'm not just saying this in hindsight because I said it on the pod earlier in the week. I'd have gone three-five-two with Jota up front, try and get those combinations going with Jimenez and Johnny on the counter-attack, maybe sit a little little bit deeper. And then you've got Troyer off, off the bench, 60, 70 minutes to come on and make an impact. Personally, that's that's what I'd have done. I don't know about you, Jackie, would you have done the same? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's not hindsight. We've talked about this before. And I listened to you on uh, about 60 minutes saying, right, can we take Troyer off the bench now? Because that's what the game needed, but of course he'd been played and, yeah. and was subbed, <laughs> etc. But it's, it's what the game needed. And you just felt that had they sort of battled away with the likes of Jota and Raul Jimenez up front, perhaps having scored a goal by then, but having the option to bring Traore off the bench at that point. But Wolves were crying out for attacking impetus, crying out for Vinagra down the left-hand side, even if you took off Johnny and put him on. I know they were nil-nil and the last thing Nuno wanted was to concede a goal. But that's precisely what happened in the end. So he'll be doubly disappointed because he was thinking, presumably in his mind, he was thinking, just don't lose this, don't lose this, at least with what we've got. Okay, it's not ideal, but a point away at Sheffield United stops them closing the gap on Wolves. Um, And it's backfired. So 
it's really unusual after a match to see so much negativity towards Nuno specifically for tactics. Yeah, and that's, that's the true. frustration yeah. why we didn't really get a chance to hear from him post-match as to explaining his thinking because he might have had perfectly good reasons for not bringing Pedence off the bench or not bringing Vinagra off the bench but fans really want to know what that is yeah you're absolutely right and I think again as on Saturday this is highlighted issue of squad depth you know you, you need you need game changers on the bench who you who you're confident in and, and happy to use and we saw as, as we saw on Saturday Lacazette comes on for Arsenal unbelievable player and, and seals the game it's an issue for Wolves going forward because Nuno clearly doesn't feel comfortable enough um, with the players on his bench. And this isn't new. This isn't post-lockdown. You know, I wrote an article in November, maybe, December, saying how Nuno just doesn't use subs. And there were a couple of occasions where he didn't make a single change in the first half of the season, which is so unusual. I think he was the first Premier League manager to do it for about six months or so. And he did it twice. And that was when you had Neto on the bench. So it's it's nothing new. And... Um, and that's the that's the main issue for me going forward this summer. If they can keep their key players, and you do worry about that if they're not in the Champions League, then they've got to improve that they've got to improve the bench. You know, Jordao, we haven't seen. Gibbs White barely used. Vinagra one minute since lockdown. Pedence barely used. Campana not seen at all. This is this is the bench. Neto's their only effective, regularly used substitute, and of course he wasn't there tonight because he was injured. So Oscar Burr Rasmussen, another one, you know, right right wing back option maybe. No, I feel like he's not so much a token gesture, but I, I think he's filling the squad out rather than a, a viable option off the bench. So you've got nine subs there, and Dendonka was the only one that he brought on tonight to change the formation. It's it's not enough for a team in the top six of Premier League. Do you think Nuno perhaps considered bringing Gibbs White on in place of Matinho? Maybe I mean he did he did briefly the other day. I mean I'd like if if I if if Gibbs White's going to come on, I want to see him at the head of the midfield, joining joining the attack, whether that's a, a front two or a front three. That's what he's good at. He's good at getting his head up. He's positive, quick passes. He can play a through ball. You know he hasn't he hasn't he's only scored one goal for Wolves, but um, but he can make himself a nuisance in that final third. He's very direct and positive. And he and he plays better in a central area, but um, but Nuno went for for Dendonka instead, who for all his running, and I know he scored five this season, but I wouldn't call him a goal threat. Really, he's not a natural in that final third, is he? He's natural in his own half, not the opposition half. So um, so yeah, questions to be asked again um, about certain players not being used. Because we know what. The Wolves fans were thinking about a lack of subs. We don't know what Nuno was thinking, but he will have had his own thought process based on what he sees during the week, etc., and who he trusts on the bench. But what do you think the subs were thinking when they see this game nil-nil, flat as a pancake with nothing happening, desperate for a spark? And you're a, a zippy player that's cost £17 million with bags of skill and talent and flair and ability and you play Champions League football and you can't get off the bench when it's nil-nil at Bramall Lane when nothing's happening. You must be wondering what Pedence is thinking and the others too. Pedence, absolutely. Um, I don't think we've got a Catroni issue on our hands in terms of in terms of him not being happy and settled. You know, from what I gather he is, his partner's over here. Um, he's obviously got a lot of, of Portuguese uh, teammates that can help him settle. Um, I've done an article this week that you can read later in the week um, about how well Wolves' players settle. I don't think that's an issue with Pedence. From what I've seen of him, he looks quite sprightly. He looks like he's got something about him. Um, again, much in the style of, uh, of Jota and Neto, he, he's, he's direct, he's quick, he's got good technique. Um, 
So it baffles me really as to, as to why he's not being used. And tonight's the night. Tonight's the night to bring him on. 60, 70 I mean, minutes. The only thing is, is that he went back to Portugal for an extremely personal reason. We don't know what that was. Of course, we wouldn't expect the club to tell us if it's something really personal. But just maybe Nuno's seen something in him that he thinks, yeah, I'll put him on the bench, but I'm not going to use him because... Whether his mind's not right, I just I just tend to defend managers in these situations because they are so much close to the situation. We don't know exactly what's gone on, and, and it's easy for us to scream blue murder. Well, it's obvious to bring him off, but maybe something's happened there. Now, as a listener of this podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for three pounds ninety five. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash view right now. That's harrys.com forward slash view. We have got quite a few tweets. We have touched on, of course, the substitute situation. First of all, I got a text message from my mum just before we recorded going, OMG, Wolves, what's happening? Um, good point, mum. <laughs> Excellent point. I think I said debut on the pod. <laughs> Mama Oakley. Dave Harris. see where you get it yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> All the letters and capitals. Uh, Dave Harris. Hey, Jackie, is Nuno playing too safe? Played for a point rather than going for a win with Pedence and Triori and take off Matinho. Is he playing too safe lately? Not just tonight. Hasn't worked. Didn't exactly dominate Bournemouth or Villa either. I think it's a good point. I think in the, in the first 45 minutes, first hour, you can get it, really. But when it comes to that 60-70 minute mark, Sheffield United not creating much, Wolves not creating much, you know, you need something different. You need to change You need to, you need to change the status quo. Wolves didn't look like scoring. You've got to change it. Yeah, you, We're here to win win games. 0-0, okay, would have been a solid result. But if Wolves want to finish in the top five, there's a huge opportunity, you know, pre-Arsenal to break into that top five but potentially once in a lifetime if you know if, if, if we didn't think that Wolves are going to really kick on and become the club that they hope to be but there's such a massive opportunity here with Arsenal and Spurs struggling you know Man United are such a poor first half of the season these opportunities don't come around very often for Wolves to be in that position pre-Arsenal so close to fifth place um, and what they've done in the last two games in terms of their approach has been has just been too conservative for me I don't think it's necessarily players being out of form I just feel like um, they're not getting enough bodies forward for a start and, and they're not taking enough risks and I know it's difficult because their defence is so solid and they've got seven clean sheets in the last ten and that's fantastic and it's a great foundation to build from but Wolves got a goal difference of plus nine from 34 games and um, that's not that's not going to be good enough to be a, a top six team for years to come. Mackenzie Cadman, what does Pedence have to do to get some game time? Why do we seem so disjointed from midfield to attack? What has happened, he asks in capital letters. Yeah, there, there isn't that link, is there? And I think I think you're looking at Matt Doherty tonight, not really contributing much going forward. Um, Johnny didn't contribute much going forward. And yeah, there isn't that link at all. Matinho and Neves are nev- never going to break forward. That's, that's, not, that's not their role necessarily then they more sit in and then you've got the three front players plus the two wing backs becomes a front five very quickly we hardly saw that tonight I think I think if you if you paused the action um, at many intervals when Wolves are in Sheffield United's third of the field you wouldn't have seen five or six players you know screaming to get in the box and I noted at one point in the 89th minute Wolves had a throw in near their own corner flag and I can't remember who threw it but he threw it to Raul Jimenez 
and I'm like, what are you doing? This is this is this is your this is the guy who scores all your goals, and he's near the corner flag, and it's the 89th minute. It just kind of shows it just kind of shows that conservatism throughout the team. We've had a question from Daniel Pedence. Why did we bother signing Pedence? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, it's from Rob James Cook. But it might as well have been. It might as well have been. Justin Whitby, is the length of the season finally taking its toll on the squad? If so, why not utilise the extra subs everyone's been granted to help cope with it? I don't think so. Certainly not physically. I don't think you can say that. They're two months two months at home. Um, I know it's been a long season. They did, it's but it's season. been a lot of games in quick succession after the three months off hasn't it so it's not so much well they've had time off to recuperate it's more a case of so many games in quick succession without really a proper pre-season because they've had longer off in that three months than they would have done for a close season that is true but they did have a week before Arsenal and it is the same for everybody else and they are one of the fittest teams in the league it might be more psychological you know it's been it's been almost a full calendar year since Wolves's season started competitively you know they went to China pretty much a year ago on the dot I mean it's it's been non-stop and I know they were at home for two months but but they couldn't really switch off because you know football could have returned sort of in the next sort of three or four weeks at any, at any given moment perhaps so it might be more psychological rather than physical they, if, they, did, they didn't look knackered physically to me towards those last 10 minutes and if they were then it's it's almost unforgivable that he hasn't made any changes because he's because he's left eight on the bench Carl, actually saw Wolves players today several times gesticulating that there was no one on for a pass or throw. Not sure where we start with questions. Long old season and poor pre-season recruitment may be coming home to roost. Ouch. Their success rate this season, going back to last June, has not been great. Vallejo went home. Catrone, Jordao we haven't seen. And Penance in January. So Neto... Costs a lot of money and has really come on as the season's come on. I think I think he's been a success in his first season and will get better. You know, I really like the look of him. But otherwise, yeah, the two guys they signed in January, you know, could, could, couldn't get kicked tonight. We haven't seen Campana once, so you've got to say that's not been up to scratch. Okay, got a positive tweet followed by two negative come on. ones. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> We should have a positive one. Stephen Webley lost two games without actually having been outplayed. Need to try to keep things in perspective. It's, it's a fair point. They didn't, uh, but they haven't really laid a glove on either team, though, have they? Uh, is what is what I would say. But yeah, no, if, of course they've not been pummeled. They've not been completely outplayed. They've not been outfought. It's just they lost and haven't yeah, threatened and particularly. Barely, barely tested either goalkeeper. That one early chance within twenty seconds against Arsenal, and really nothing. You know, Neves with the the free kick, but really nothing apart from that. Yeah, and you know what? Walter in sixth place, and and these two defeats have come against the teams in seventh and eighth. So they're no mugs, are they? You know, we've got to pay some respect to the opposition. Difficult games, but two shots on target in those two games—that's not good enough. Mason, do you think we need a complete system change? Is three at the back still working? I think we need to have a number 10, maybe go with a 4-3-3. That's not one for now, is it? That's potentially one for the summer, but it's certainly not one for now. No, I think think defensively the system works. You know, they have kept it tight again tonight. Patricia hasn't had anything to do. Um, Seven clean sheets in 10, you know, it works defensively. It's about how do you sacrifice a bit of that stability for more creativity going forward that's the that's the big conundrum now for Nuno right I did say there was another negative one didn't I just brace yourself for this one okay right we're back to the Wolves A we days right oh okay deep breath David Handley has Nuno's style of football reached its peak 
Sounds ridiculous after the last few seasons, but is this as far as he can take the club? Needs to show a bit of ambition in his tactics for me. <gasps> now that is a final whistle tweet, isn't it? That's oh, a David. desperately disappointed final whistle tweet. Surely yeah. there's nothing deeper into the, into the thought process there, David. I sort of see what he means. Can can Wolves kick on from here if they're going to be a defence-minded team and not committing enough plays forward? But Nuno's done what he's done to get Wolves where they are and he's done a phenomenal, unbelievable job that very few managers in the world would have been able to do. You know, that's, that's as high praise as I can give him. So I don't think we want to write him off just yet. No, not at all. Um, Adrian, <laughs> no, just no, 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 no. I know what he means. He's think he's not thinking. He means, yeah. He's not thinking he should go. He's saying, is he too defensive to be able to be a top four manager? That's I know what he means. What but saying. but what I would say about Nuno, yes, yes, he might be defensive minded first, but he's the he's one of the most intelligent people, not just football people, but people I've ever met in my life. And he'll he'll see these problems and he'll know what it's going to take to fix it. And it's probably going to take a transfer window or two to to do that, but. Hey, come on. The man has done an unbelievable job. When you say one of the most intelligent people that you've ever met in your life, Tim, anybody else, anybody else that you'd like to put into that bracket that you're perhaps currently looking at on a Zoom call right now, potentially? Oh, what, our producer Adonis? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, oh, you're killing right. me. Oh, you've absolutely <laughs> killed me. Adrian, why no Vinagra since the return? Great question. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't ripping it up pre-lockdown I think he had a poor game at Spurs I mean, so far it's so far long ago now I have to google these things to remind <laughs> myself but I think it was Spurs away when he looked a little bit suspect defensively yeah that's one for Nuno really um, he's pacey he's direct he's attack minded and I'd have had him on for the last for the last 20 minutes tonight but not the case Helen Jones, to me, we struggled with the conditions. Far too many passes falling short. Also, is it me or did Bolly just make more mistakes in the last two games than in the whole season so far? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ever, ever since ever since we raved about how good he was, um, he's, he's gone bang average. When you yeah, say um, we, um, I think it's all you, actually. <laughs> no, I think you're, all to blame. He, you're to blame for a, all of this. It is my fault. It's totally my fault. Yeah. I know it is. I know it is. Mm, I did a massive is. article saying how amazing they were two games ago. Yes. Um I said Matt Doherty was going to have a blinder at the weekend. He didn't. I said they were going to win tonight. They've lost. I mean, it's all my yeah. fault. Just, yeah. just, No, it is. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm, I'm glad you admit that. Joe Smith tweeted us saying, been, can we swear on this podcast? This is a swearing pod. Yeah. Been, um, been shit ever since this episode, he tweeted, with um, you saying, why are wolves so good? <laughs> there you go. Joe, you're Bob okay. on, pet. Well, should we call this one, why are wolves so bad? And then maybe we'll, yeah, we'll reverse for the weekend, right? Can, can you write an article saying why we're so bad? And then, and then at the weekend uh, against Everton, twelve o'clock on Sunday. Goodness, that's early, isn't it? Then, then obviously they'll change things around just, just to spite you, Tim. So, Tim, Everton at home on Sunday. They beat Wolves three two back in September, which feels a lifetime ago now, doesn't it? If it feels it for us, I'm sure it does for the players as well. Uh, since the restart, they. Drew 0-0 in that die game against Liverpool and then they beat Norwich 1-0 away. They beat Leicester 2-1 at home and then uh, lost to that Michael Keane own goal at Tottenham in the last match. What are you expecting from them? Well, they're not great on the road. I think only two teams have conceded more than them on the road, which are Villa and Newcastle. Um, 
Richarlison's a player who concerns me. He's always done pretty well against Wolves. But otherwise, they've got a world-class manager, but certainly not a world-class team. And I I I think they are, if not ideal opponents, then certainly someone that Wolves can be... uh, I've got a decent chance of beating. And come on, we've we've got to be positive here and get back on the horse. There um, are four games to go. They've got Chelsea away on the last day, which doesn't look great. But they've got Everton at home, Burnley away and Palace at home. And there's still an opportunity here. I mean, we don't know what Man United are going to do at Villa tomorrow night, do we? We suspect what they're going to do, but we don't know. <laughs> Champions League is still very much be up for grabs here. They're only three points off fifth, by the way. It's not over yet. And if Nuno can get him sorted on the training ground in the next few days, and, and it's not like Wolves to go through a rut. They're, I think they've only had one, maybe two under Nuno. They, they're pretty good at bouncing back normally. I'd expect a reaction on Sunday. It's a shame the fans aren't there at Molyneux because that would help. But um, Everton, not great defensively. They can be got at. And if Wolves can adopt that proactive, confident approach that I was talking about, particularly in the first half, get that first goal, then that, that, will, change, uh, that will change a lot of things. That will change their mindset. That's what I want to see from them. Just thinking for the Everton game, perhaps he might consider Vinagra. Okay, he didn't have a great game just before the restart. But hey, same could apply to anybody. Might use his his pace to try and get at Seamus Coleman. I think if if we're talking about issues of fatigue and lots of games in a short space of time, you've got to use that squad. You've got to. You've got fresh, fit and fast legs on the bench. You've got to use them. Well, Tim, that's been thoroughly spiritually uplifting. Thank you very it's much been, It's been that. therapeutic, it's been... actually. I was very angry at full time, but I feel like that was a reasoned, a reasoned uh, analysis. And I'll sleep well now. Well, do you know what? My friend... Steve Phillips, I call him Zaggy, obviously, but he um, he messaged, he tweeted both of us saying, um, yeah, well, good luck, good luck filling 30 minutes after that. And I was thinking, no, it's absolutely fine, because after a defeat, there's massively demoralising when you're screaming at the television going, bring a sub on. Actually, it does help to talk these things through, do you not think? Therapy? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. It's, it's, we, should, we should be lying down on a couch. It feels like counselling. Yeah, it does. well, we are on our sofas. While I'm on mine, you're probably at your desk being all professional. But um, if you would like to uh, read what Tim has to say about Wolves at the moment and going forwards, then go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash Wolves pod for a lovely discount. What are you going to be writing about next? So there'll be a piece uh, on the website in the morning reflecting on what we've just seen. And I've done a feature on the Wolves' mini Portuguese elements in Wolverhampton, which will be out later this week. Uh, with Pedent still there, hopefully. He hasn't, hopefully. <laughs> hasn't gone off somewhere thinking I need some football. And we'll be back in your inboxes on Tuesday morning. First thing to reflect on Sunday's victory, draw, defeat <laughs> against Everton on Sunday. You want to be positive, don't you, Spiders? I could tell, but you just come don't on. want to make any predictions. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying anything, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Bye. <laughs>